You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Well, I mean, in terms of the the Knicks stuff, we said this at the time. Emmanuel quickly is now going to have a greater opportunity with the Toronto Raptors in terms of minutes, in terms of real opportunity on the court. So it's almost, I'd be shocked if his numbers don't improve. Mm Mm-hmm. So that, that's part of it. I think that R.J. Barrett is likely going to be similar to the, the R.J. Barrett we saw here. Uh, I don't really get with the point that, that, that Jose was trying to make about incompletes turn into Fs. The Knicks are a good team. They're a better team than the Toronto Raptors, clearly. And this maybe helps further solidify their floor as being one of those next three teams with the eye on if there is a superstar that becomes available, they still have enough assets to be able to go get that guy and put him in this group. And, and then away you, then you can have the conversation of can you crack that top three? Can you compete against the Celtics or the, or the Bucks or the 76ers? But for right now, they're a better structured team with Obi. Now, it does rely on Brunson and Randall to really carry the offensive load. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I know it's early on. I, I think that this is going to turn out to be a good move for the Knicks. Now, it's not going to be the, the game changer right. that we've right. all been waiting for, but it's going to be a, a, another solid piece. And what did we all say when, when Leon Rose took over? What did we all say when anybody took over the Knicks for the last 20 years? We want to see them build something. This is mm-hmm. what it looks like. This is what building something. It, you don't walk out one day and the house is built. You build it piece by piece. It takes time. Over time, eventually, the house is built. You don't just plant seeds, and the next day, poof, you have a house. This is what building something looks like. Jose, as a teacher, you understand that the marking period, they get incomplete for this marking period. Not for the whole year, for the marking period. We'll but I don't even think they get turns a, out. But they don't get an, even, even you know, an incomplete I mean, for this marking analogy. period. This is a pretty good marking period. You, using his analogy. They get an right. incomplete for this marking period. The trade deadline is next month. Well, look. If, uh, maybe it's different in, in the Hardesty household than it is in the Damer household. If you can start out pretty well, you mm-hmm. know, start out solid. Yes. And then you build towards the end of the semester. Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking for. You don't want to look to backtrack at any point. Right. Let's, exactly. let's, put, let's put a solid foundation, a 19 and 15, solid C's across the board. Yeah. And then we work up to B's and A's. Yes. That's the way I look at it. He, he graded – he did not grade on the curve. No, everything <laughs> – F, F. They had too many turnovers. F. We haven't gotten another trade. F. Plus, steer, steer clear of Jose's course. Here's the other thing, too, that you have to understand. Yeah. You're right about R.J. Barrett, and you're right about Emmanuel quickly. R.J. Barrett's playing the guard spot in Toronto. Remember, he was the three here. Mm-hmm. So now at the guard position, okay, he's physical. He can be bigger. He can – be a little better scorer at the guard position because he's not out of position. If there's one thing the Knicks do, Gordon, that they've done over the years, they love playing people out of position. When you play guard, I mean, Charles Smith was a center. Mm -hmm. He played, he was playing the four, trying to guard Scottie Pippen. I mean, they, they do, they do that a lot. And that transcends coaching. It transcends management. They try to play people out of position. So that's going to make it easier for him. And plus, Emmanuel quickly got 33 minutes the last game. Right. Emmanuel quickly never got never 33 got minutes here. Minutes. Right, never. Even when he That's started. Right. If you if you gave they were and they were never going to give him 33 minutes. No, here. because he's behind Brunson. Right. So the he's writing got was more on of the an wall. opportunity. Yeah. yeah, the writing was on the wall. It was. So, you know, we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens. And, and uh, look, I can understand having some trepidation because Quickly's numbers I think are going to improve because he's going to have more minutes, he's going to have more opportunity, mm-hmm. and making a trade with Messiah Jiri is always a 
it always makes you a little nervous yeah. if you're a Knicks fan. What does he know? Right. <laughs> right. What, what, why? Oh, you want to make that? Uh, why does he want to make why that? Why now? Deal? Right. <laughs> We've been, everybody's been trying to get it. Why, with all the, the, the acrimony that we have between mm-hmm. the two franchises, why now? Why, why, why are you doing this now? What, what, what do you know that we don't know? So, yeah, I understand what you're saying, and I get that fear. All, all mm-hmm. we're saying, that, that's Gordon. very common. Absolutely. And all we're saying is, mm-hmm. listen, let's wait and see what happens. Can we enjoy these two no. games? No, no, no. Now, I'm very curious to see what happens tomorrow because they play Philly. That's a step up. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so I want to see now, now after that game, and it's only the third game, but at least after that game, can I reevaluate? You know what I'm saying, Gordon? Can I reevaluate? Mm-hmm. Now, once again, I, do I understand that there is concern about scoring off the bench? Absolutely. I understand that. I understand that. But, you know, can we wait and see what they do? Because they're waiting to see what, they're, what they have off that bench, Gordon, so they'll know, okay, we may have to make another move to help our bench out. All right, if, if if Grimes is not able to score, yeah, okay, and and if McBride is having trouble running the offense, then you know we may have to re reassess what we're going to do with our bench. And so, let's say for example, let's just talk about the the kid in Atlanta, uh, Murray. Mm-hmm. So let's say, okay, Gordon, let's say you know, let's see, if we can make a deal with Atlanta. We bring Murray here. Just I'll just pull a name out. All right, they bring Murray here. All right, so now we got Murray and Brunson in the backcourt. Okay, now I can slide Vincenzo back to the bench. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I've got more scoring off my bench. So mm-hmm. let me see, you know, let me see what's going on. Oh, I'm have to move Grimes. Oh, he might be part of a deal. So let me see what's going on with this team before we, you know, we make that, uh, you know, before we make that decision. No, it's well known that if by, by two games in, Larry, that's all the time you need. Yeah. <laughs> it's a well-known fact. If it's not clicking within two games, throw it into the fire. It's over. We're done. Yep, it's over. Oh, We're done. <laughs> Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas, Gordon. Happy New Year, mm-hmm. Trey. You're next on 98.7. Who? <laughs> See, Gordon, I knew you was going to start, Larry. What? I don't got a lot of time. I don't have time for Gordon tonight. I don't have time. I got to address I got to address the receding hairline up there, uh, up there in Bristol. Man, all this, we need a superstar, and we got to have Donovan Mitchell – People, let's do the math, man. Can we not have him for free in the summer? Are we better than the Bucks and the Celtics right now? Because we got OG Ananobi? Absolutely not. No. Now, we can't beat them four times. We can't beat them four times. Stop building your team for NBA 2K. Let's build the team correctly. Let's let them do If they got another move to make, because I don't believe, personally, Larry and G, I don't believe that Grimes and McBride are going to pick up pick it up fast enough. That's just, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I could be mm-hmm. wrong, whatever. What I think is there's another move that needs to be made. If it's Murray, let it be Murray. But I don't see why you got to give away assets and everything for Donovan Mitchell when we can get him for free. All Donovan Mitchell got to say is the magic word. I'm not signing with any of y'all. I'm going home in 25. I'll wait. I've been waiting 50 years. I'll wait. (laughs) I've been waiting 50 bullets. I'll wait. I'll wait, man. I'm not in no rush. Stephen A. wants to stay microwave. Hell, I think he wants it air fried. You know what I'm saying? But we can't do it like that, man. Because Wilbon, I'm telling you, Larry G., if we bring that kid here prematurely and bring him here a year and a half early, the talk on this radio station and all the other radio stations, oh, the Knicks got the Knicks got fleeced. The Knicks got jerked. Look at the Knicks. Same old Knicks making the same stupid mistake. Man, do you really think Cleveland going to give them give that man up for nothing? They got jerked by Danny Ainge. 
They want to re-jerk somebody else. Come on, man. Don't do that, man. Don't microwave this thing. Let it soak in. Like you said, G, two games and everybody is still crazy. Relax. Let tomorrow be a litmus test. Tomorrow is a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Hartenstein got to do what he's been doing tomorrow night against that bull. That young bull up there in Philly, that boy ain't playing. That boy ain't playing. He is the only thing standing in, in Jokic's way, is Embiid. You see what I'm saying? So let's see what it looks like tomorrow night, man. I want to see a more confident McBride. I damn, damn near want to see a more confident Grimes because my man had to go to Toronto so those dudes can stay here because they should have been the one going to Toronto and not IQ. But that's a whole story for another day. Y'all have a best night ever, man. I love y'all. All right, Trey. Thanks for checking in. Uh, yeah, I would have liked to have them go and keep IQ too, but that, that deal wouldn't have been done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have, that, you wouldn't have OG if you had that. You, Once again, I think somebody, a caller once said that to me, Gordon. It's got to hurt. Yeah. When you make a deal that improves mm-hmm. you, it's got to hurt a little bit. Okay? I can't think of the caller's name. Otherwise, I, 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 would, I, I would give him credit. He says it's got to hurt. And, you know, listen, it hurts to lose Emmanuel quickly, Gordon. It does. No what question. he brings to the table, it does. Anytime but, you, you trade away the, the, the guys that you drafted, especially yeah. as an organization that has not really drafted all that well. And here Absolutely. are two guys who have been productive. Uh, yeah. RJ was the third pick, so you expected more than that. But you know, quickly was that late, ra- late first-round yeah. guy who developed and was the, the part of the bench unit, and mm-hmm. y- you love the excitement and everything like that. So, yeah, yeah it's, a tough one. it's a tough one to take. It is. There's no question about it. We'll continue the conversation with you on 98.7 ESPN. You still. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Dennis is in South Jersey. What's up, Dennis? Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? How's everything Dennis? going? Good. Listen, I, 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 you know, it's the last game of the regular season for the Jets, and I always call in, and I probably won't hear from me for a while, but. You know, this season kind of really broke me as a fan. And, and I understand injuries happen with Aaron Rodgers, but I am just – I cannot watch Robert Sala coach this team anymore. And I know they're running everything back. This guy, It's criminal what he – the product of offense that he's put out there. And even over the last couple of weeks, his defense has quit on him. And, and I'm telling you, man, I, I'm shocked that Woody Johnson's going to run everybody back. Somebody's got to take some accountability. A lot of teams have lost their quarterbacks this year. And it goes – and Joe Douglas, look, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's just start this thing over. You, you're, you're basically pushing the inevitable back for a year. Because what would it take other than the Super Bowl, which I don't think it's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? Do I think they'll win more games? Yes. Do I think they'll have a chance to make the playoffs? Yes. But what are you going to do? That's going to earn these guys an extension? What do you think, guys? Because it's well, criminal what he's doing. Well, Dennis, you can't start it over because, I mean, you can't start anew because Aaron Rodgers is here. And that's the reason why everybody's coming back because he's happy with everybody. And Woody Johnson's just going to wait it out and see what happens next year. But, you know, in the perfect world, Dennis, you're 1,000% right. In the perfect world, what you would do is after this season, you know, it's, it would be three consecutive years, unfortunately, for Coach Salah. You, 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 you know, you'd remove him. You remove your GM. You bring a new person in. The new GM brings in his head coach and his and their staff. And then they pick the first thing they would do 
Yes, they would do work on the offensive line, no question, but they would pick a quarterback, Gordon. They would have to pick a quarterback yeah. because clearly you don't have one. Well, I, I mean, to Dennis's point, like the Jets lost their quarterback. A lot of teams lost their quarterback. Has anyone looked worse after losing their quarterback than the Jets have looked? No, not really. I mean, there's not that many teams that have played that. I, I know there's teams that have fewer wins than the Jets, but the Jets, it really feels like since the bye week, they've checked out. And the, and the, and the comparison this week, it's crazy. Think about this. This week, the Jets are playing the Patriots in New England. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the coaching rumors are that it seems like Belichick, it could very well be his last game. He's getting pushed out the door. Mm-hmm. On the other side, Robert Sala found out a month ago he's coming back. Yeah. Yep. And and it would be one thing if the Patriots, it was not just a bad year, which it clearly has been, but they're at least fighting. Yeah. They're at least trying. They're, they're, they're not good enough, and mm-hmm. maybe that blame lies at, at Belichick's feet. Okay, fine. But at least they're, the Jets just got, bl- I mean, embarrassed by Cleveland. They nearly blew a huge lead against Washington. They have penalties every single To think that you could have these two teams, one is the most successful coach of all time, the other has not been, come close to a winning season, and the one who has not <laughs> come close to a winning season knows for sure he's coming back, and Belichick very well is coaching his last game as a Patriots head coach. It's amazing. No question about it. it it's amazing. And, <laughs> I mean, Gordon... Now that Flacco's resting, Cleveland's starting their fifth quarterback this season. Yeah. And they're resting him because they're going to the postseason. Right. Well, all right. Well, here's the teams that are worse than the Jets. Carolina, they don't really have a quarterback. Washington doesn't have a quarterback. New England, it's not so much they lost their quarterback, but they've looked really bad at quarterback as well. I I don't know that they've looked as bad as the Jets, though. Their defense has been better. Has been way better. Arizona didn't have Kyler Murray for a good part of the season. The Giants lost their quarterback. But again, it it feels like they're fighting more down. Mm -hmm. If I were a Giant fan, I wouldn't want to see it. (laughs) I want the higher draft pick. Right, right. Uh, But it doesn't feel like that any team that lost their quarterback, and there's a bunch of them, nobody has gotten less than the Jets have. So I'm trying to figure out, Gordon. Looking at this Jet offense over the past, let's just say since Trevor Simeon's been here, mm-hmm. okay, how are they going to score enough points to beat New England? And well, I heard what somebody I, I looked, said. I heard what somebody said about well, the yeah. Belichick going out the door, and whatnot. Gordon, how is this team going to score enough points to beat New England? There is a heavy forecast for snow in Foxborough on Sunday. I think there's an. Uh, what did I say earlier? I think it was. Uh, I was talking to Harvey in the break. Uh, Saturday in Foxborough. Or excuse me, Sunday in Foxborough. I got it on my phone. Mm-hmm. I have it somewhere here. Oh, Foxborough. Sunday, a ninety percent chance of snow. Hope it's got so, the extra hotel room. Yeah, so maybe it's a it's an ugly game. Well, it's going to be an ugly game, I'm sure. But a, a turnover, a defensive play, a Bailey Zappi pick six. I, I'm with that's you. That's going to be. I, I, I don't see any way the Jets. Win that's going to be game. overturned by a penalty. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, probably. Know, I mean, that's the, and the, and unfortunately, and, listen. Yeah. It's not that I'm not trying to give them a pass, Gordon, because this defense has been through a lot this year, being on the field a lot. Okay, the offense has given them nothing, and they fought tooth and nail. Understood, but this past month looks like the last month of last season. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. see that's the issue that you have. It looks like again, 
it's they've worn down and they can't do anything. And the the penalties that this team makes over and over and over again, and I'm not just picking on Salah, Gordon. This transcends coaching staffs. It's not just him. No, it 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 happened. It's happened. It happened when Rex was here. The only time it didn't really happen a lot was when Mangini was here, and that's because Mangini held everybody accountable to a to you know a Belichick like status. Okay, so so the so the turnovers and the penalties were down. But for the most part, since Mangini, it, it, it's, it's been that way. And think about it. This is Belichick, possibly his final game in New England. All the cheating tricks that he's not already used, Larry. He's going to be pulling those out. of. He's going to be like Mr. Fuji from back in the day. He's going to have the salt. He's blowing that in his eyes. The guy's eye. He's going to hit somebody with a steel chair over the head. He doesn't need They're to. deflating footballs as we speak. He doesn't need to. No, wow. But, but. In the words of the great Ken Patera, win if you can, Larry. Lose if you must, but always, always cheat. He's gonna he's gonna pull out every trick out of the book this week. In other words, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Exactly. Okay. It's not gonna be a pretty game. I'm just telling you right oh, now. Oh, I, I don't think anybody game. going in th- expects. It. If oh. you expect it to be, that's on you. Is that is that a full house? Because it's Belichick's last. I would think it has to be. I was looking though. You can still get tickets uh, for like thirty bucks. It's not crazy. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it, I would figure that it would be more than that, but it is two really bad teams. But it's almost like going to a Broadway show. Yeah. When you go to a Broadway show, you expect a certain performance. When you go to a sporting event, you don't know that you're going to get a win. Right. There's not many examples that you're more likely to get a win yeah. than the Patriots playing the Jets. I mean, because they put up points in some situations. New England has put up points, and the defense. I mean, they've had injuries, but their defense has just been more consistent all year. Mm-hmm. Just has, just has, because they don't beat themselves. See, that's it. No. They don't beat themselves. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. More of your calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. At the Giants discussing the comments and commentary, Gordon, about him and Brian Dable and the situation that they've had. The Jay Glazer reported on and others have reported on it as well. It's ESPN New York tonight. We get to the calls in a second. And Gordon, that's one of the interesting things in, in listening to the K show earlier today. And uh, LaGreca Rosenberg and, and Kay were all talking about, you know, the situation that has come up that it's not only the coaching, the, the coordinators, that it seems as though that it's been reported that Dable has had some issues with, but just people in the building overall, that they're, uh, you know, unhappy with him. And I get that losing, you know, the, this is what we always say about new coaches, right, or new players. You find out about them when they go through adversity. How do they deal with that adversity? How do they respond to it? How, how, do, how do they handle it? And listen, this has not been the year for Brian Dable that last year was. And you know, there's a lot of pressure to, you know, you've said it all the time. Last year should have been, this year should have been last year for mm-hmm. them, and last right. year should have been this year, and it would have been a little easier for, for everybody. Well, I mean, the reaction, and, and we'll see what happens after the season's over, but I would think that there would be tension in the building. I would think there would be tension everywhere. That's what I would want to see. I would like to see people be ticked off and not getting along and 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 be angry and and – uh, I don't know. Maybe the maybe Wink Martindale will leave. Maybe Kafka leave. I, I don't know. But I think that it, 
I know in a lot of times where you're frustrated in a job, you say, th- ah, I'm, I'm, when this, this, this is over, I'm, I'm out of it. This is the last time I'm taking. But then when cooler heads prevail, people come back to the center and, and, and things get worked out. Uh, I would much prefer hearing reports of coaches being frustrated and coordinators being frustrated rather than what I see with the Jets. Hmm. Seems like they've cashed, they've cashed in on the seat. Like we had Rich on earlier, the question he had to Robert Sala at the, after the loss to, yeah. to Cleveland last week. It, it, see, here's this guy who was Mr. Intensity before he got here, and now he's like, it's, it's like he's wiped out. He yeah. looks like the president after four years. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. President, why do you have so many false starts? Yeah. Uh, it, it, he, he, he just looks like he's exhausted by the season. I'd much rather have the frustration showing than just for it to wash over the, the, the organization as a whole. Yeah, I agree with you. 1-800-919-3776. Says, Columns in the Bronx. What's up, Colum? What's going on? Good evening, Gordon and Larry. I was going to make a comment about the Giants and the Knicks. Um, going first with the Giants. I mean, ultimately, obviously, this is very disappointing. Um, I, I really want, you know, the entire coaching staff to return. I think Wink Martindale and Dayball, like the team, like as Gordon said, like, they're still playing hard. They still seem like they're playing for this team and they're trying to they're trying to do everything they can to compete. I, I think ultimately right now the, the most important thing is to try to go after a quarterback. They're going to have a top 10 pick. They're not going to get the USC or the North Carolina quarterback that's going to be probably in the top five. But Jaden Daniels and Mike is, Michael Penix Jr. from Washington, like, I don't know if they're going to be good, but I just – I do have faith right now in the organization and the front office that is the Giants that they're going to do a deep dive and make the right decision. And then, so we'll see what it is, but I hope I'm done with Daniel Jones. I've seen enough from him. I've seen enough from other quarterbacks throughout the league, the the Houston quarterback, you know, Joe Burrow in his first year. Quarterbacks with bad offensive lines can still compete and can still put together a capable offense to win games you've seen it enough around the nfl where i'm done with daniel jones i don't believe he's the guy and my point with the knicks is similar is i do believe in the front office you know for the most part i'd say it's about 60 40 with the moves that leon rose and this current organization has done with moves so far that they've done a little bit more positive than they have negative with the Josh Hart trade. We could go through all the different moves and stuff like that. I'm not going to do that. But the recent move with, um, with obviously OG Ananobi, I was very upset at first, you know, RJ and quickly being homegrown guys. And I was thinking with the lack of offense, they were losing and not having a bench score and not having a backup point guard would be a detriment in the short term. Cause it seems like this move is going to be a move later on to make another move in the future. But so far, the more of the open space is really benefiting for Julius Randle and that open space and more flashers and more, you know, wing players that can knock down threes is making Jalen Brunson look a lot better. He's never been known for being a phenomenal, you know, high assist man, but I think he has, what, 27 assists in two games with this new-look unit. So, I mean... He's been a it little better, Column. You're right. Them. Thanks thanks for the phone call. He's been a little better, but I will put an asterisk there. He really, his shot has not been falling, Gordon, so I think he's done the right thing. 
I'm not shooting well. Let me pass and get every somebody, other people involved into the offense. And I think he's made the adjustment well. So listen, Brunson's been an unbelievable acquisition. There's no question about it. I mean, you, you if, if a general manager can ride on just one great offseason, Gordon, that offseason where he brought in Brunson in the offseason and then Hart in the middle of the season is not bad for for uh, for Leon Rose. Yeah, the Leon Rose's uh, report card is looking better and better because, yeah. again, think even think back. they The initial decision that they made to win games while building yeah. I don't know that that wasn't popular with me. I didn't think that was the right, but they have they have they have done it. They mm-hmm. have done it. They've gotten a far better Julius Randle with the exception of the second year than I think any of us would have ever have expected. Yeah. Given what we had that first year, the Brunson trade, Josh Hart trade, Ananobi now, but unfortunately, when you're Leon Rose and you're the former agent, it's going to be judged ultimately by the superstar. Absolutely. And, and who's the superstar? How do they fit in? So up till this point, it's, it's really good marks. But there's a big final still to be decided. That's right. No question about it. Dante's in Queens. What's up, Dante? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys, I don't know, um, and I know it's a weird question asked about as far as the draft because I know it's not like we're tanking but I don't know if we have any first rounders in this upcoming draft or, or second but I still I, do you feel like they'll they'll actually draft someone or like you know we could we could definitely either way even with resigning Hartenstein I, I still would like to see them draft another center for insurance and I still would like to see them draft a um you know, like another scoring guard off the bench. Do you do you, do we have that? Or we, the the Knicks gonna... have their own pick this year, and they have the Dallas pick as long as it does not wind up one through ten. So you would assume that they would okay. have those. Now they had they have Detroit's, but that's protected one through eighteen, which clearly it's not going to be. It's going to be protected, and they also have a Washington pick that's protected one through twelve, which you would have to <laughs> pretty much expect. Yeah, that what you're not going to get that one either. All right, Dante. Okay, thanks so, for the phone call. So, so that that's where you are. So they yeah. do have they do have their own, and they've got mm-hmm. some other ones. They got two picks gonna, that yeah. they're going to play around with, and mm-hmm. but once again, they may be gone. Yeah. So you know we, the, we have to wait plan, and see what they do. I, I, you'd like to think that the plan is that they would be gone. Yeah. So I don't think so. I don't th- now they may keep their first rounder. They may try to keep theirs, but I I can see them moving on from the other ones if they can. But see, once again, by them being lottery protected, they're not very attractive. Yeah, the, I, for all the treasure trove of picks, they're not very attractive because the Detroit, I don't know how it works out. I, I, I'm assuming it just gets pushed to next year. Mm-hmm. But I think at some point with Detroit, it eventually becomes like a second round pick right, if exactly. it plays out that long. Yeah. So they have four picks this year, their own Dallas, Detroit, and Washington. Next year, they have their own and Milwaukee's, which is protected one through four, which you figure, okay, that's another first round pick that you'll get there mm-hmm. uh and then beyond that it's second round picks yeah it's not it's yeah. not as great as it sounds when you say well they have seven picks in the next five years yeah well you know it, it but see this year i don't th- and it's obviously it's really early but it doesn't seem like the, the early conversation is this is not a very deep draft nba wise well it's, i'll you know, tell we'll you this see. right now we'll, we'll focus on it when we get to it if the knicks are thinking anything about the draft that's a sign that things <laughs> went off the rails yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. No question about it. No question about it. Uh, Lil Buddha. 
is Little back. Buddha. Little All Buddha's right. in the Bronx. There He's he next is. on 987. What's up, LB? What's up, my guy? How you doing, man? Just trying to survive this uh, cold day today. Freezing. <laughs> yeah. It is January, though, um, Little Buddha. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, I'm going to lock this in, as Gordon Damon says. <laughs> All right. So, this is the deal with the Knicks. I like this trade. I like Obi-Wan Kenobi defending. And I saw him on uh, last night, NBA and on ESPN. The place he committed uh, to defend it, it's, it's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this is the deal. Um, Tiff say, says this all the time when the Knicks lose during the postgame. Turnovers. It's an issue. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, the three, the three players of the Knicks that causes the most turnovers is quickly, RJ, and Randall. If you put a 100% ratio in them amongst those three, not that quickly, and RJ Barrett is not there, you decrease your chance of turnovers to 33.3%. So what that means is that now the Knicks can shoot more and the opposing team will have a lot less fast break points. Now, aside from that, what um, I would get down – I would definitely – if I'm the GM, I would definitely concentrate to get down on Mitchell because I know everybody's concerned with the, with the bench players because quickly he's not there so that he was the highest scorer. Mm-hmm. But with Donovan Mitchell, it's open up for pace for Tips. So what Tips could do, he could condense the time of Bronson and Donovan Mitchell to play um, some minutes with the bench players. Mm-hmm. Now, aside from that, what the Knicks mainly need is a center. Now, if I'm the GM or the president of the Knicks, I will call Philadelphia to, to see if we can get him beat. And I know that's not going to happen. Mm-mm. But at least Embiid knows that the Knicks are interested. Now, Philly's going to call me back. They're going to say no. Fine. So the next – let me put that aside from now. So the next big thing is to do is the next upcoming draft. The Knicks need to get the best center of that next up, um, draft. So what are we aside doing, Lil Buddha? Lil Buddha, what are we doing with Mitchell Robinson? We're not bringing him back? We're, we're getting rid of him? We're saying goodbye? You have to find Mitchell Robinson – needs to buy um they gotta work something out. Mitchell mm-hmm. Robinson needs to buy find a better home. Yeah, well we just it's paid him some money, little Buddha. I hear yeah. what you're saying. Right. I hear what you're saying. Thanks for the phone call. The mathematics, the way you broke that down is interesting. Here's the here's the wild card to that though. Right. Now that with those players gone, you've got other players who are gonna play more minutes. They're gonna make turnovers because they're going to have to get acclimated with playing more minutes and facing more competition because the less time you're on the floor, you're able to hide them. And so you're still going to have turnovers. I mean, quickly and, and RJ were gone and they had 14 in the first half <laughs> Yeah, and they weren't even on the team. They weren't even in this country. So I know what you're saying, but it doesn't always, the math is not quite right. You got to, the math is not mathing as they say, Larry. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. It's, not. it's, 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 it's mathed out. It's mathed out. Uh, Nick is in Franklin. Franklin, what's up, Nick? Hey, what's going on? How are you doing, guys? Good. Hey, Nick. Good. Uh, let me just lower my radio. Hold on one second. Could you hear me better? We got you. We're good. So, no, I was looking uh, – I'm looking at playoff football. Uh, you know, we got the Buffalo Bills fighting for a playoff spot. I think I think uh, the market really wants the Bills to make the playoffs. I'm a huge Steelers fan. I kind of need the Bills to lose. Uh, Steelers, 
playing real hard down the stretch. I think they got a chance against the Ravens with their backups. I'm shocked that I'm actually shocked that the Ravens, the Ravens are playing all their backups. I know they're not going to play Lamar, obviously, but uh, I think that I think the playoffs are going to shake up real nice with the NFL. What do you think? Do you think the Bills actually have a shot if they do win? Do you think they have a shot at the Super Bowl? Because I'm actually picking them to take to win the Super Bowl. Actually, at, at, at well, Nick, you, you are not alone. They are a, a trendy pick right now, and it's it's crazy considering they they're not guaranteed a playoff spot. They mm-hmm. got to win Sunday night to uh, to make the playoffs. So, uh, but if, if they get in. They are a very live team. They've kind of dealt with their injuries. They've kind of worked through some things. But it almost feels like sometimes when you start to think that the Bills, okay, all right, now they're on track, right? Or they're going to get on track. That's when they disappoint you. Mm -hmm. We've had plenty of times like this over the last couple of years. So uh, we shall see. I absolutely think that the Bills are going to win on Sunday night and going to be in the playoffs. I I can't imagine a scenario where the Steelers are in the playoffs, but the Bills are not. They're not winning that game. I've already told you. They're not winning that game. Larry, uh, I hope you are right. They're, from they're from your lips to God's ear, I would be more than happy. We on Monday? No. We're national championship. National championship game. Washington, uh, Michigan. I, I, I would be more than happy watching. on Tuesday to come in here and to just Skipping. to, we have to the... roll out the red carpet and, and just praise you from start of the show to end of the show. But I don't get the feeling that's going to happen. Okay. I, I feel like I you're going to have some explaining to do. Uh, okay. I got it. And I might. I just It's just a feeling I have, Gordon. You have just been, a feeling. You've been consistent on this. I've just, you have been I consistent told you on this. Weeks ago. Yes, you did. Even and when they started and, to play better. Right. I don't, I don't see the, you know. Uh-uh. There's something. They're due to be themselves. They, they don't like prosperity. You know what I'm saying? They, they, I hear they, you. When they start to roll, yeah, and whatnot, I hear you. They, they, Absolutely. They start to, they, Absolutely. So I, I have no faith in them. I just they're due for a, they're due for. Oh, a this loss. would be an epic fail. They're due for a loss. If they do not make the playoffs, if they go into Miami and lose that game and don't make the playoffs, that is a disaster. It is, and it that is. might mean uh, we're talking about a lot of coaches changes in yeah. the offseason. That might be another one that has to. I mean, you could flipped. argue. Harvey, I'll get to the break in a second. You could argue, Gordon, that without changing the offensive coordinator, they wouldn't be in the spot they're in now. If yeah. they didn't change their OC, yeah. they wouldn't yeah. be in the spot they're in now. They would not. They are a dangerous team. That is a team. If they who, get in, they are dangerous. They There's are no dangerous. question about it. Absolutely. That's no a team nobody wants to face. No, not at all. But I don't think they get in. I don't want to face them this week. <laughs> More of your calls next on 9870 ESPN. 